Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today's guest is the sweetest soul and just so happened to be one of my doulas during my pregnancy. Carson Meyer is a certified birth doula and birth photographer from Malibu, California. She attended New York University's Gallatin School of Individualized Study, where she pursued studies in child development, art therapy, and complementary medicine. And now Carson is one of LA's most sought-after doulas and is currently pregnant herself and now resides in North Carolina where she plans to give birth and raise her child. With a passion for environmental health, Carson launched an all-natural and sustainable skincare line called See in the Moon. So in this episode, we talk about following her intuition, pregnancy, birth, nutrition, Carson's acting experience, owning a business, and so much more. So on that note, please welcome Carson Meyer to the MILF Bod Podcast. Enjoy, everybody. Hi, Carson. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see your beautiful face. How are you feeling? You too. I'm feeling great. I'm excited to get to catch up with you. I know. So can you just introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah. So my name is Carson and I'm a birth doula, a nutrition consultant for pregnancy and postpartum and the founder of a skincare line, See in the Moon. Amazing. And I just want to back up a little bit because you've just had an incredible life. So can you just tell us a little bit about your childhood and where you grew up and back it way up? <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Malibu born and raised. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was 18, I moved to New York and went to NYU, which is, you know, Malibu is definitely a very big inspiration behind seeing the moon. My mom was very involved in environmental organizations, specifically the NRDC. And so I got to learn a lot through her about the importance of clean beauty and just environmental health and how that impacts our individual health. And so that really inspired me to start seeing the moon. And I think ultimately inspired me in my work as a doula, but it wasn't until going to NYU and seeing a documentary called the business of being born, mm -hmm. and taking some classes there that I deepened my passion for health and women's health specifically. And then when I moved back to LA, I now live in North Carolina. I met a midwife. That's who inspired me to become a doula. So you went to NYU. What did you go to NYU to originally study? I went there to a school called Gallatin, which mm -hmm. is create your own major, um, which is That's perfect. cool. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was all over the place. And yeah, same. Really terrified by the idea of like to choose a major. And so mm -hmm. Gallatin, you create your own curriculum and pick your own classes and then, you know, just title it, whatever you want. Which that was, is incredible. Yeah, it was perfect. I don't think I could have survived any other school, to be honest. So I just started taking classes in Eastern medicine and women's health and mind-body connection, some kind of like pre-med stuff and was really interested in complementary 
medicine, art therapy, I guess, is what I thought I would do with that. I was really all over the place. I was really into art and creative expression. And so I was just bridging that all together. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoying my time there. And I ended up, my major was called Bridging the Mind-Body Connection Through Creative Expression. And this was really like bringing together creative arts and my passion for acting at the time, which right. I did through college. Like I worked as an actor through college as well. I was bringing that together with this view on health, whether it be environmental health and personal health. And that is funny because at the time I didn't know what a doula was, but yeah. now looking back, I wish I had taken more specific classes around birth and the history of birth, but really like so much of what I learned is so relevant to what I do today, which I didn't really think that would be the case when I was there. Right. It was all kind of just meant to be. So I guess that leads me to like, do you feel like you always kind of had a calling towards this type of work? Because it seems like it's just like innately in you to be this type of person who is like nurturing and loving and caring and interested in health and, you know, all of these things. And I'm sure growing up in Malibu, contributes to that too. Yeah. Because my mom was an environmentalist, I definitely feel very fortunate that I got to learn a lot about, you know, toxins and just making smart choices, whether that's through food and products um, growing up and then growing up by the ocean and having one of the most magnificent natural resources outside your back door. Yeah. Definitely a reverence for nature and connectedness. So yeah, I do think a little bit came from my upbringing, but it wasn't until I was 18 and really went on my own health journey and worked with osteopath who was helping me with allergies and certain things that were coming up for me in my personal health that mm-hmm. I really, I think it sparked the passion within me. And I think that's what set me into wanting to learn about it and NYU, but also taking acting classes, which was around the same time for the first time. I mean, I grew up in like outside of Los Angeles, everybody was in the industry, yeah. but I didn't understand and know what acting was. And I was so inspired by the classes I was taking because it felt like, it felt like group therapy in a way. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I hear all the time yeah, from people who take so acting classes. Cathartic. And like, I don't know, it was the first time I was really in a room with people who are so vulnerable and so willing to connect with other strangers and share and, and just be in this this really intimate space and listen yeah. to one another. And it's hard to explain, but as you know, like <laughs> you're saying, like it's I think anyone who's taken a good acting class has really had that experience where it like opens up parts of you. And so even though I was raised very much in the industry, I had no idea what acting really was. And so I fell in love with that part of it. Yeah. That's really what drew me in. And and funny enough, being a doula is a version of that, right? It's like you come in and connect with people in their most intimate and special time and really like go to a deep place with people. Uh, yeah. And that I find is a parallel for me. For sure. That's such a great connection because I feel like, you know, some people can look at acting in a different light, but it really does take so much vulnerability and just tapping into all of these emotions in order to fulfill these like certain roles that you have to play. So that's a really great parallel that you just made. And I find it that's super interesting. And it makes so much sense that that eventually led you into the work that you're now currently doing. So that's super cool. What are some of your acting experiences? Like, 
What's one of the biggest projects that you've gotten to work on? Yeah, so I did a movie it's on Netflix called SPF 18 with oh. an artist and director named Alex Israel when I was, I guess, I was a little older than 18. I was probably 20. Oh, my gosh. That was really fun, and it actually took place in Malibu. Oh, my word. Yeah, we shot that. Like, Actually, scenes of it were shot at the high school I went to. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I did that. And then this was really exciting because I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I <laughs> stalked your Instagram. Yes, I love her so much. But I got to be in her biopic, A Coat of Many Colors. Oh my gosh. We shot it when I was in college as well. And that was a Christmas special. And it ended up doing really well. It aired on television and was like a Christmas movie. It's so sweet. And I just, like I said, I love Dolly Parton. So the story- Oh my gosh, she's such an icon. Such an icon. So I played her older <laughs> sister and took place when she was obviously a child. And yeah, so that was a really fun opportunity. And, and I did some other things as well. I had like a little cameo on The Nice Guys, which was like my what? first ever, I think, time on set. Yeah. So I was, I was working pretty regularly. And I did theater throughout- when I graduated because I didn't have the theater background felt like I was late to the game starting acting when I was 18 and all of my friends had been in plays. And I was like, I want to, I want to do that. So I went to Williamstown, which is in the Berkshires mm-hmm. and studied and worked there for the summer and then came home and did a play in LA. That's major. All of the things that you've been in. I mean, that must've been such a great experience, especially Dolly Parton. I was going to ask you about your relationship. With her. <laughs> that was definitely a dream come true. I bet. It was really fun. And it got challenging to balance being a doula and acting at the same time because they're both jobs that have... They require so <laughs> much of your energy. Energy, but also like schedule wise. Oh yeah, true. Shooting in two weeks, you got to go here and yeah. you can't really plan around either. For sure. So logistically and energy wise is hard. Yeah. So... To give you guys a little bit of a background, Carson was actually my doula during all of my prenatal visits, which I was so fortunate to have. She was incredible. I got referred to her by Hope Smith. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Hope introduced us. And you came highly recommended, of course, because you're the best. So I was very lucky to work with her. But now Carson is currently pregnant herself, which is amazing. How far along are you, by the way? I'm in my ninth month. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm like due in a few weeks. Yeah. It's been a while since I found out because mm-hmm. I was so excited the moment I found out. I was like, yes, finally. So how are you feeling during your pregnancy? I'm feeling really great. I feel so lucky that it's been pretty like enjoyable and good. I, yeah. But physically felt great and so excited. And of course you're equipped with all of the knowledge to know exactly what to do to, you know, like create the best experience for yourself during pregnancy. I feel like I definitely put in a lot of work in preparation and there's yeah much benefit to being a doula, but you never know. It's like everybody's so different, like how for sure body's going to react. I'm also tiny. You know me. I'm like, so tiny. I was like, how is a baby going to fit me? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm so comfortable. It's crazy. You're the cutest pregnant person. I'm like, you fit in here. This is great. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel so lucky. I always say it was really all of you guys, like all of my clients mm-hmm. that I think of and just send so much gratitude to every day because I don't know what the experience would be like had I not had 
all of the wisdom and right. experience working with so many mamas and like really each one of you have brought so much to me. And so oh, I feel really lucky. I'm like, I wish everyone could like, go into their first pregnancy with this much knowledge, yeah, and, knowledge and, and just like being surrounded by other mothers. Yeah. I feel like it's something we either like see on Instagram or like we have a friend. Right. You've experienced it firsthand many, many times, you know, being a doula and doing your work. So if you had to give your top three tips for pregnant women out there, what would you say are your top three tips? For birth, for general, for just for feeling good. Feeling good during your pregnancy. Okay. So I definitely think nutrition is a huge one. They mm-hmm. probably all three be nutrition based. I ended up going to get my certification as a prenatal nutrition consultant a few mm-hmm. years into being a doula because I just realized like no bees were having these conversations with their clients about good nutrition. No, I don't remember one <laughs> no. one visit to them talking to me about anything nutrition related. They only had 24 hours of nutrition school, which is like still the food pyramid. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. <laughs> That's yeah. scary. Terrifying. So I think if you have a midwife, there's probably more likelihood, but not always, depending on you know who your midwife is and what their interests are. So I was like, I want to be able to support my clients nutritionally. And it's something I've always been passionate about for myself, but going to school for that really helped bring that to my clients. And it's something I, I really believe is so strongly we have the power to optimize our experience and health and everything and, and birth and pregnancy and baby's health and postpartum health and lifelong longevity through nutrition. So I guess specific things around that would just be balancing blood sugar. So mm-hmm. especially for first trimester when people are struggling with morning sickness, like getting healthy fats and proteins in with complete carbohydrates, especially breakfast is such an important one, like having hearty, I agree. complete balanced breakfasts. And, you know, we've been so taught to be afraid of meats and butters and fats, but like, you know, eat cereal and muffins and all this crap. But, you know, more and more, I'm, we're learning that that was really false information that was led to make us consume and purchase packaged products. 100%. And just faulty science and evolution of learning and rediscovering what is intended. So I'm a big believer in, you know, for those who do eat meat, like good quality nose to tail meat, organ meats, really getting those good proteins in the healthy fats and keeping it to whole foods as possible. So that's one and two. And then I guess I think movement's super important, but also practicing stillness. And that doesn't mean necessarily physical stillness, but, you know, just starting to like slow down. And I think women today, including, you know, you and I, we have mm-hmm. so much going on and all this like ambition and passion and projects. And this was really hard for me living in LA. I was so busy and you know, it, was, it was good busy because I, like I said, I really loved it. But when moving to North Carolina really gave me the opportunity to practice slowing down. And I, it sounds funny, but I think we do have to practice it. Those are such great tips. I love all three of those, which is a perfect segue into, I was going to ask you about why you moved to North Carolina and when, because I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. <laughs> you were like, let's be in person. I'm like, babe, I can't. I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> like, oh, Okay. <laughs> And it's funny, I was in North Carolina last week and I thought maybe that it could have worked out in a line where we could have met up in person. It's surprisingly but, big. It's funny. Like, yeah. I don't think of it as a bigger state because it's, you know, obviously I came from California, which is a huge state. Right. It's pretty spread out. It's so beautiful there, though, especially this time of year. 
Did you get the fall leaves? I did. Yes. I got my fall foliage fix. Yeah, we're like such tourists out here. Like every tree we're taking a picture of. (laughs) Well, I'm from Maine originally. Like I was born and raised in Maine. So like I miss it so much because it's my favorite time of year. So anyways, yeah. What brought you out there? And like, why did you choose North Carolina? Yeah, we looked for a home for a long time in LA, which is, Mm -hmm. again, like I said, where I was born and raised and my family is and thought I would stay there forever. But after the pandemic and the changes that were just happening, we were living in a really tiny place in Topanga, which we loved. It was so charming. Mm. But, you know, like both working from home, we got a little claustrophobic in there. Everything from like fires to just, you know, whether it's political things that were happening or environmental things, the water, the temperature, the climate, we were just, we were like, wow, we're paying top dollar or trying to pay top dollar. We couldn't even get in on a house. It was so nuts. And just what you could get was uh, absurd, nothing for a lot of money. And we were like, and we don't even feel super comfortable out here. You know, it's like, no, we can't go outside because it was like the air quality is so bad. And we wanted to start a family and have a lot of kids and have more space. And so we, you know, after the universe really just kept shutting the door, like was Mm -hmm. like, nope, not this house, not this house. And we were like, what is going on? And Jonathan, my boyfriend was like, he's always loved it out here. And he was like, can I like look in some other places? And I was like, honestly, do whatever. Like at this point, point. look anywhere. I'm down for the adventure. And I know this is so cliche, but like we found our home on Zillow. (laughs) He was like, (laughs) he was like, what about this? And I was like, I love it. And (gasps) we went to look at it and we were like, it's gorgeous. And we put in a lot of time and research around the area and you know, what was important to us out here. And jumping the gun. I know you sent me some preparation questions, but which one of them was like, how do you follow your intuition? And I was thinking about that this morning and I was like, oh, it's such a good question. It's so hard. But when people ask me how I moved here, it was very much of like... In your heart. Yeah. Like I said, these doors were slamming in our faces. We were trying so hard and I just felt like we were pushing up against so much... Resistance. Resistance. Yeah. And rejection back there. And then we just kind of like flowed where we felt it was easy. And the universe just kept saying yes, you know, just like, yeah, come do this. And so we took a big leap of faith. I have to admit, I've only ever been out here once for like a day, like a few years ago. Yeah. Cause it's such a random place, but it's so underrated because it is so beautiful. Yeah. Asheville is, we're outside of Asheville, but has like amazing restaurants, really cool scene. And it's so funny. I've made such wonderful friends a lot of who are from LA oh my gosh so not the only ones who did this there's kind of a community of people out here who just wanted more space and nature and so yeah I sometimes I'm like I have no idea how I ended up you, here, you landed in North Carolina but I feel like it's just the most beautiful and most perfect place to have your first child and I think now that I have Hunter Josh and I have been you know discussing a lot like what the future holds for us because we want to get out of LA so badly and California in general, but it's, it's also just like, you have to be realistic about work and all of these factors play into it. But it is like so hard thinking about raising him in Los Angeles, especially coming from a place like I grew up in Maine and it's like North Carolina, I feel like is so perfect. Yeah. We love it. But we, I know your industry, it's tougher to leave. It's different. I mean, I was in this like interesting part in my career. I was like, I think I can do this now. Yeah. 
Perfect timing. We really love it. Good. Speaking of Topanga, that's where I first learned about seeing the moon. And I got to shoot for you when I was very, very pregnant. I think I was very close to my due date, approaching probably like like two weeks out or something like that. You're so brave to drive those roads. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. I was like, Carson, am I in the right spot? I was so nervous driving up all the way up there, but it was so beautiful. And so, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about seeing the moon and how it started? The body scrub is just absolutely incredible. I love it so much. So seeing the moon, as I mentioned, like my mom was so adamant about me not using toxins and makeup Mm -hmm. and nail polish that I made a lot of my own products at home because of that. Mm -hmm. And so this formula, the body scrub came out of my kitchen. It was literally things that were in my pantry and we mixed together in like a baking bowl and would (laughs) old mason jars. And just for fun, I would gift it to friends and family. And then when I moved to New York, that first winter mm-hmm. just destroyed my skin because I was a beach girl from Malibu. And then all yeah. of a sudden was in like the harshest winter and the scrub really helped me. It was the only thing that I could use for my sensitive skin. It's so nourishing. It's so nourishing. So hydrating. Mm-hmm. And my little brother, a couple years later was going to USC and he also loved the scrub and he had it in his dorm room and he found that it would get stolen Room and he'd find it in the boys like you know shower the group boys shower oh my god <laughs> like called me on he said cars like i think you're on to something if like, the guys at usc and like the frat house are like all getting over this product <laughs> i love that oh my god <laughs> so it's funny because it's obviously when you have a skincare product you know it's like women will always be your main of course consumer demographic, but i would tease them, like guys will steal it from the shower that's when so. you know it's good yeah Frat boys. Exactly. And Frat so boy approved. He really inspired me. He was like, you should like try selling it on Instagram. See how it does. So I did that for yeah. a little bit and it did well. And then in 2018, I, I didn't even have like a name for it or a logo or anything. I was just selling it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, 2018, I did it right. Relaunched <laughs> yeah. with, you know, actually had someone else making the product, not me in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> and did all the things and got the business set up and that became Sea in the Moon. Oh, I love it. It's such a great product. What are the other products? There's a body oil and body scrub. Okay. So just right now, we also have candles, but in terms of skincare, it's just the, the two. Oh. And we definitely want to grow and expand, but just having two is so much. Yeah, I'm sure. It's such a beautiful product. And I always say quality over quantity and Thank the you. quality is amazing. So highly recommend for anyone out there. So, of course, you're pregnant right now. Do you have a midwife and a doula that you're working with? I have two midwives. Amazing. That I'm working with. And it's funny, I don't have a doula, which is so crazy. You are your own doula. So, yeah, <laughs> it makes I, sense. I mean, I always thought I would have a doula as a doula just because I know how valuable it is. And even like, you know, I can't massage myself and right. <laughs> things That's like true. that. But <laughs> I do feel like Jonathan's very prepared. Oh, he okay. knows more than he ever wanted to about birth. Poor I'm guy. Sure. <laughs> He's been, you know, living with me for over six years. And having two midwives, and they're both incredible. And one of them's a very dear friend from back home who's gonna fly out. So Oh good. You know, they're gonna I think take the role of doula when necessary and be midwife. So it's kind of like two in one. <gasps> That's perfect. Do you yeah. know the sex yet of your baby? No, it's a nice surprise. <gasps> How exciting. How exciting. 
Okay, so let's dive into the acronym MILF. What do you do to stay mindful? Oh, so, you know, I think like a daily meditation practice, which is not always daily, I have to admit, is something that is important to me. Recently walking, I just invested in a treadmill. Oh, amazing. Movement, like exercise is really big for me. And then journaling is helpful for me in staying mindful. But it's so important and it's something I'm always thinking about and trying to make more of my day. But I often have to remind myself to get into that mindfulness state. Yeah, I think everybody does. Yeah, back to what we were saying before, like that's been a big practice for me in pregnancy is just slowing down. Slowing down, exactly. And I'm sure being where you are now helps. Yes. I mean, honestly, I think moving, I don't know if you call it mindfulness, but like my nervous system shifted, right? So everything just transformed into a very different pace. And being around nature is so big. I mean, for me, it used to be the ocean. I miss the ocean for that reason, because nothing gets mindful like a dip in the cold, beautiful Pacific Ocean. But here has been like being outside, being in nature. My garden is my happy place for being Yeah. Nature is a big one for me. And like journaling, like you said, I feel like it's such a different experience putting like pen to paper rather than, you know, I mean, trust me, like my notes and my phone are filled with lots of good stuff, but there's nothing quite like putting that pen to paper. Next thing, what do you do to listen to your intuition? I know you said a little bit about like moving to North Carolina is definitely something I think that the word intuition is so daunting for so many and it's like such a big word, but really I don't think it has to be that daunting at the end of the day. And we like put so much emphasis on it, but I know it's talked about a lot through motherhood and birth Mm -hmm. and pregnancy is this idea of trusting your intuition. And so I talk a lot about it with my clients and I think just like having an understanding of what even intuition means to somebody, right? Like what their definition of it. And, And for me, it's not always this big, you know, mystical idea of like what I should do or how one should, you know, make a decision or feel a certain way. But for me, it's really just trusting what's right for me. Yeah. And staying true to myself in that. And then as we were talking about earlier, like just following the universe, right? Like observing. Yeah. That does have to come back to mindfulness and slowing down and listening, but just going with the flow Mm -hmm. of, what the universe has in store for you. Yeah. I like what you said about observing because I feel like that's very important to just kind of sit back and look to see what the world is presenting to you in that moment and just kind of going back to mindfulness. It all like comes from there. Right. Exactly. And then also touching in on how it resonates with you you know, with social media and the news, everything. It's just sort of inundated with everybody else's opinions and everyone else's feelings on things. And I think also intuition really relies on getting in touch with yourself and being comfortable, being uncomfortable, (laughs) being comfortable, being different or being comfortable standing up for what you need if it's not, you know, what might be the norm or what's expected of you. That to me, I guess, is really how I see intuition. That's such great advice. And I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it because it's so true. We're so flooded with all of this information and all of these opinions. And it's hard sometimes to sift out everybody else's thoughts and just tap into yourself and listen to you. And I think it goes hand in hand with being mindful of just like 
being quiet and listening to yourself. I know that you said that it does get thrown around a lot when it comes to motherhood and things like that, but I do feel like now that I am a mother, my intuition has just become so much more solid. I think I'm just so much more comfortable with who I am in my own skin. And I think that, like, of course, as a first-time mother, it's very common that you have no idea what you're doing, but it's just so innately in us who we are as women. And you just know exactly what to do. Yeah. And it's about almost like unlearning everyone else's terrible advice. Exactly. I mean, that's why I so admire you and loved getting the opportunity to work with you and be a little small part of your journey is because how how many weeks were you when we started working together? We were late in the game. It was like 35 weeks or or something crazy. You were very much at like the finish line. I know. And you were planning a hospital birth. Like that was your plan. And Rebecca and I, you know, brought up some truths of what Mm -hmm. your experience would look like in a hospital versus home. And talk through those different options and the benefits and risks and pros and cons. And I watched you in a very short amount of time, tap into that intuition and tap into that wisdom and welcome that. And it's, it's not easy. You know, I've been doing this for six years (laughs) before my own pregnancy. So I feel like I really got to practice, you know, a, just making that decision, (laughs) but practice like knowing how much preparation goes into the pregnancy time, if that makes sense. And so you were sure. here at the final stretch where you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, going this and you were like, I'm I'm gonna listen to what is calling. Thank you. How powerful. Yeah. And it's so rare that we have the courage with such little time to mm-hmm. really make big changes and to listen to that voice because yeah. sometimes like way more convenient to just shut it out. Yeah. It can be scary sometimes to listen to your intuition. Yeah. But, you know, someone always told me like, you have to run towards your fears rather than running away. So yeah, it was a great, great experience. And I'm so glad I took the route that I did. And you were a very big component in all of that because you highly encouraged. I watched the documentary that you said was kind of like a pivotal role in why you chose to become a doula in the first place, the business of being born. And I was so, so reluctant to watch it because I I kind of knew already deep down that like it was something that was probably going to convince me to want to do a home birth. And I was afraid, but I finally gave in and I was like, okay, I understand why Carson (laughs) wanted me to watch this. We committed in such a short amount of time. Like committed. I know. So what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? And that can be anything from like your morning routine, your nighttime routine, some beauty tips, like whatever it is in your life that helps you kind of be the best version of you. Yeah, I love this question. So I think, again, nutrition for me, Mm -hmm. good food, I can't function without good fuel. I feel very lucky. Jonathan is a great cook. And so I'm like spoiled by home cooked meals. That's everything. That's how I feel good is through good nourishment. Also baths. Like I Mm. can't live without a bathtub. Yeah. I'm always kind of like skeptical people. Yeah. I don't have a bath or I don't like taking baths. I'm like, what? How do you know? I love a bath. Like and baths with bath salts and some sea in the moon. That is a lifestyle must for me. Those are really like my two big ones. I, again, I think like movement and I'm not super yeah. athletic or like 
do a bunch of working out, but just moving. For sure. And then like laughter and friendship and love. And and connection. Yes. That's a big one for me too. Oh, I love all of those. Those are such great ones. And then of course the last one is touching a little bit on fitness. And you said that you just got a treadmill. So you're walking and I think just movement in general, like it doesn't have to necessarily be like, okay, I'm about to do this 30 minute hit workout. Like no, even just getting up and moving your body, like it's just so important. And I think a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to do these like huge regimented things. And I think it kind of takes away the beauty of it. So what do you do for your fitness? I totally agree. So mine is very, it's like, it's not this big, intense workout routine. I live on a very steep mountain. So sometimes I'm walking like a big incline, which feels great, but I got the treadmill so I could walk, but not have to be on on an incline. (laughs) angle. Um, (laughs) Walking is always great for you, but especially in pregnancy, it was something I wanted to do more of. So I do that. And then I just kind of do my own little routine. I have very light hand weights and I, Mm -hmm. you know, do some arms. That's all you need. So I do like my glutes and you know, my squats and things like that. And I feel so great. I probably need more cardio in my life, but you know, you get your blood pumping a little bit, you're Mm -hmm. oxygenating and moving around and then I stretch. And so sometimes that looks like yoga. I mean, I don't do like a traditional yoga, but I definitely tie in a lot of yoga postures into that, my own little workout routine that I do. And that along with hiking is that's what it is for me right now in pregnancy, at least. Yeah. I just saw your recent Instagram post about, I saw the bear on your porch. Was oh that your God. porch? Yeah, that's my porch. That's also <laughs> why I don't walk. That's why I got the treadmill because I mean, I still walk, but I, I won't go alone anymore. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't walk too fast at this point and there's bears everywhere. Yeah. You guys are at a high elevation, it seems like. Yeah. We're really high up and they... I had was doing worm compost, which I loved. I had like all my worms that were making soil for me. Oh, and the bear is, I'm sure, so attracted. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instantly there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, so to wrap things up, I ask each guest at the end of every episode, if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to little Carson, who, by the way, you guys... I mean, of course, we'll say her Instagram at the end, but you need to go look at her Instagram because Carson as a little girl is literally the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You're the cutest little girl. Thank you. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Lots of ringlets. So cute. Yeah. I think, I guess, you know, it really depends a like what version, because there's so many younger self versions that you think can Uh, use. Yeah. But I was anxious as a little kid and I think I worried a lot and, you know, looking back, I don't have like any major regrets and I feel like everything really led me to where I am now, which I'm so grateful for and really love my life. And so I guess maybe just not to worry, but also like, it's okay. You know, like maybe worrying was also part of what I needed to do to be, you know, who I am or like that was part of the process. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you see like old pictures of myself and I would, have like chapped lips like porn because I would like obsessively lick my lips like I always had like some little tick or sorts like that was such nervous little energy yeah I was just felt like I think I took on the weight of the world as a child 
Yeah, which is so interesting to think about because you now as an adult, I don't see that at all because I feel like you're just so like comfortable in your own skin and just like go with the flow. I've done work actually in therapy to do this. I think it's so powerful to like go back to visit that version of yourself and to send that love and to give that guidance and advice and mothering. But also at the same time, like I wouldn't change it, I guess. Exactly. I do think that I am who I am today because of whatever. Exactly. She was feeling. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you, Carson, so much for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. It's such a treat to get time with you. I know. I miss you. And I'm so sorry I wasn't able to come see you with Hunter. But How old is he now? He's 16 months, which is wild. Oh, my goodness. I know. So once you have Babe, hopefully we can come out to North Carolina and visit you because I would love that. But can you just tell everyone where to find you and see in the moon? And you probably aren't currently taking on clients right now, I'm assuming. But yeah, maybe just provide that information as well for future. My Instagram is at CC Meyer. And my doula website is Carson-Meyer.com. And that's where you can reach out for nutrition consulting. Um, I also do like virtual doula support and birth prep. Um, then I have a growing together circle, which is a group class that's 12 weeks long, which is so much fun. And mom is all over the country. Um, and that's really special and like a great way to learn and build community. And then for see in the moon, that's seeinthemoon.com and also just see in the moon Instagram. And that's just the letter C. Perfect. C for yeah. Carson. <laughs> Well, thank you, my love. I will talk to you very soon and please keep me updated on everything and let me know when babe is born. I'm so excited. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILF Bod Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.